0: This is Brian Omer from the group Stonecutters in Louisville, Kentucky. Congratulations to Mark Jackson on 200 episodes of the Metal
1: Forge. Be on the lookout for a Stonecutters interview coming soon on the Metal Forge.
2: Hellwolf of Black Knife here, just stopping in to say congrats to Mark and Metal Forge on 200 awesome fucking episodes. Um, I can say. Truly and honestly that I'm a big fucking fan and I listen to every episode on my commute to work because it fucking rules. Keep kicking ass
3: and congrats, y'all. Hell yeah. Hey, metalheads. You like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812 283 1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing.
4: Welcome to the Night. You think you know Night Demon?
3: What's up, Metalforge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. And we are here It is finally here. Episode number 200. Wow. 200 episodes of The Metal Forge. That has been absolutely crazy. Thank you all for tuning in each and every week. It has been awesome. Awesome fun to come through and do these shows. Because I like doing The Metal Forge. And... You all seem to be like what you like to... Jeez, I can't even talk today. It seems like you all like what you hear, which is awesome. Because, you know, I will sit there and say, you know, for all of the 200 episodes, it has been kind of rough to keep in with, like, the website and everything like that. I think going forward, I might try to consider finding somebody to to manage just the website for me. You know, just updating the guests and things like that. It does kind of get a lot... You know, especially now that we've got 200 episodes, and it is a special 200th episode because where am I at? I'm uh, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman from Troma is here. He is going to be talking about some awesome, cool stuff and his career and life and film and just awesome other other things in general. And both Athena and Jason are going to be on the line with myself and Lloyd. And it's a cool, magnanimous episode. Not only that, but we also have a dual feature of Metal Mischief and the Heavy Metal Wasteland for this week's 200th episode of the Metal Forge. You know, uh, for if this is your first time listening, back in 2019, I started the Metal Forge at a... Uh, Low Power FM station here in Louisville, Kentucky called WCHQ, Crescent Hill Radio. And their metal guy had had recently left and I sent an email saying, hey, I see you don't have a metal show anymore. Would you all be interested? And they gave me an, an interview and a tryout that was December 28th or something like that of 2018. And that original show was called The Pit of Despair. And the station president and founder was just like, you know, I really don't, I really don't like the name Pit of Despair. It kind of brings it down. And I and I thought for a couple of days, and I was like, well, what about the Metal Forge? That's that sounds like it'd be pretty cool because we're forging metal. It's all about the metal and the lifestyle and culture and the bands and everything. And they were like, that's a great name. So the Metal Forge was born. The first episode was july 3rd of 2019 with my friends in the band rifle and the original idea was for the bands these uh, hard rock metal punk and punk bands to come on and do acoustic versions of their songs you know where you didn't have to have to do everything electric that lasted about two months and then they uh, the station was just like you know We've got a lot of uh, equipment here. You know you can have these guys plug in if they have to bring amps. We've got an isolation box, the bass can run direct. I was like, you know, let's see how it goes. They had a drum set with, you know, like the, the mesh heads and everything. That was pretty cool. So, you know, Belushi Speedball, I believe, was the first actual guest that played in the radio days as an electric performance on the Metal Forge. And from that point on you know I've had so many awesome people come in the show the first year was all uh, Indiana slash Kentucky bands because that was part of the bylaws of the station is it had to be a quote local artist that was that was what their whole programming was and unfortunately at the end of 2019 uh, the station shut down due to funding and that that sucked. That was devastating because you know putting in so much time and effort into a show that where we did some crossover episodes, where we did uh, the 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 show that came on after mine was Zach Becker's Midnight Oil, and we did like the Midnight Metal Forge, where I would come on at seven at night and go my two-hour block, and then he would come in and I would stick around and we would do his two-hour block as well with. And then we would take over like the middle hour because he came in from 10 to midnight. It was super fun times and I really enjoyed it. And then when the station shut down, uh, I took about three weeks off to regroup and say, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to, how am I going to move this forward? How, what is the next logical phase? Because I spent a year of my time with, you know, with, getting bands together and promoting my scene here in town. And then after that it's like, well, I don't have to go and I don't have to go and stick to the the Kentucky and Southern Indiana thing. I can go anywhere. So the first guest I had on the podcast version of The Metal Forge was Chris Black from High Spirits. And from that point on, you know, I was just like, okay, who do I know? Who can I reach out to? And that's and that's pretty much where it went. I started getting people from Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, like uh, Justin Zitch from uh, Zephaniah and like True Metal Grilling and stuff like that. Uh, Deb Levine from Lady Beast. Uh, Jason Karuna from Her Worst Nightmare. And just like kept going. And then I was, I, Sent Cam Mesmer from Spell a message and said, "Hey, would you guys? You guys are putting out a new album. It's called Opulent Decay. Uh, Look it up. It's great." And I was like, "Would you all like to do an interview?" And Cam immediately said yes, and so we scheduled it. And that was the farthest person that I had spoke to on the show because he's out of Vancouver, British Columbia. You know, and and then I just went on from there, and I was like, "Well, how do I keep going?" And then I started getting bands like, you know, like Under King and Idle Hands, and just constantly getting farther out bands. To where by September of 2020, because of the pandemic, you know, all of these were pretty much done as is, is uh, phone interviews or Zoom interviews or uh, you know, like Facebook Messenger. That I actually got to speak with my first. One of my farthest guests out there, which was, uh, Vulture Thrust from the band Overthrust from Gonzi, Botswana, Africa, and super awesome, you know, African death metal, like death metal cowboys is what they are. They're, they're fucking awesome. And just, you know, the people that I've got to speak with over the time, like the, like, uh, Vulture Thrust and Cam Mesmer and Ryan Waste and, uh, Demolition Man Tony Dolan and Lips from Anvil, so many awesome people that have really jumped in and said, Hey man, this sounds like a great idea. Yeah, you can count me in for an interview. And it's so awesome because, you know, I appreciate every single person who comes on the show and it just completely kicks ass. And I love every single person. Who, who comes on and that I get to speak with. It just is super fun to me, you know, like getting to talk with uh, Hell Ripper or, you know, Andrew from Metal Assault Records over the last, you know, couple of years of knowing people. It, it's super fun. I enjoy it. We're, we're at 200 right now. We're going to keep going, you know, I, I don't know anything else to do, really, because this is just completely kicked ass for me. And I appreciate every single one of you listening, and I appreciate every band that comes on, and let's keep going. Let's keep finding new independent bands, pushing their their fan base to higher levels and getting them more people following them that's what this is all about it's about the metal culture it's about tattoos it's about art it's about music it's about metal it's about punk it's about hard rock it's about anything heavy and it kicks fucking ass so let's check in here with jason in the heavy metal wasteland because i think he's got something special planned for you all
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Wasteland, episode number 200. Just want to congratulate Mark on this big accomplishment and uh, want to point out the uh, discipline and um, vigorous uh, scheduling that goes into running something this long uh, for 200 episodes. So congratulations to Mark and uh, just want to say uh, I'm really uh, happy to be part of this. And I have actually gone back in the past episodes uh, from way back when before I was uh, a guest And found some bands that I really like that I probably would have never heard of if it wasn't for this podcast. So uh, thanks, Mark, for introducing me to a lot of uh, really underground stuff that I've never heard of. I've enjoyed, uh, you know, discovering and digging through the archives, so to say. But enough about that. uh, Let's get into the Wasteland number 200 topic. So I have picked the 10 underrated Judas Priest songs in celebration of their Hall of Fame induction. Uh, I'm only using songs from the lineups inducted into the Hall of Fame, so there is no Ripper, Era, Priest, or Richie Faulkner Priest on here. Not that I don't think any of it deserves to be on here, it's just I'm using the parameters given to me. And uh, one thing before I go on, one thing before I go on, I really don't care if a band is in the Hall of Fame or wins an award of some kind. Uh, That shit is superficial and really doesn't mean anything in the long run. I, mean, I guess it's nice you know to get that uh, accolade if you're you know in the music industry but as far as like fandom goes i care less i don't base anything i do uh, when i listen to a band uh, based on any award or recognition they've gotten so i to put that out there and also uh for you um You know, keeping score out there. If you're worried about like Iron Maiden or like even like you know Motley Crue or you know any of those kind of bands that you you know think should have been inducted a long time ago, just give it time because um, this stuff is based on uh, ratings, uh, and they will need bands in the future. So your band is coming up; it just you know might take a long time, but they'll get in because God knows um, it's going to be a while for any bands of uh, today are eligible to be put in. Alright, so enough about that, let's get into the topic at hand here. I'm gonna go in chronological order of album release, and also, all these songs are songs I would not consider a hit, so it's all like, you know, deep cuts or just, you know, songs that really don't get the recognition. For every, um, breaking the law, you know, there's a, uh, uh, Dissident Aggressor, for instance, off of Sin After Sin from 1977. This is probably the first sound of the Judas Priest of modern day that we all love. Uh, rock a was uh, kind of a blues album, not really heavy. And a lot of this uh, album isn't really heavy either, I would say. Uh, Dissonant Aggressor has the most um, uh, Rob Halford uh, vocals that you know and love. And also probably the most aggressive riffing, uh, especially off- on this album and probably the previous one too. So if you're not familiar with Sin After Sin, uh, this is probably my favorite track on the album also. But um, this is a good song. Uh, you should check it out if you're not familiar with the, uh, the 70s stuff. So the next one is off the Stained Class album, and I picked Saints in Hell. It's from 1978. Uh, besides the title being really cool, um, this is a really good song. Again, it's kind of like the... Uh, modern-day uh, Judas Priest prototype song kind of like just an aggressor. It has a lot of the elements that you love, but, you know, it was very raw still. Uh, they haven't really found their sound yet. You know, they hadn't made British Steel. So, you know, British Steel uh, obviously was the, um, the pinnacle of their career in the early day. So all of these, both of these were, like, stuff leading up to the British Steel sound, I have, I, I think. But I'm going to skip over British Steel and also... Hellbent for Leather. Uh, I'm going to go right to Point of Entry from 1981, and I picked Desert Plains off that album. It's very uh, pre-turbo sounding, kind of, uh, it's got a good hook and melody, and kind of a mid-tempo paced song, but uh, very catchy, very cool. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see them play this on the leg of the 50 Heavy Metal Years uh, that I saw in Charlotte back in 21 that set list was like a half rarities, half, uh, hits, uh, set list. So it was really awesome to see them pull this one out. Uh, next one is defenders of the faith. And I picked track two jawbreaker. Uh, this is from 1984. Uh, this is again is a really cool song. Um, if it, it followed free will burning, which was probably, you know, one of the bigger songs of that album. Uh, so a lot, of, so kind of hidden in the shadow of that song, but, uh, definitely not a uh, slouch by no means. Um, if you haven't listened to this album, it's not their best album. Um, you know, it has the Sentinel on it, uh, and Heads Are Gonna Roll, um, and Defenders of the Faith, the song. Uh, so, those are good ones. There's some, there's some, uh, you know, okay ones on here. But Jawbreaker is a good one that never really got the recognition uh, that it deserved. So, yeah, uh, check that out if you have forgotten about it or are not familiar with it. So I picked uh, another one off of uh, the Turbo album, uh, you know, everyone's favorite. I also am not a big fan of this album, but I do like the song Out in the Cold. It has a really cool synth riff uh, to start, and it's probably the, uh, the best song on the album, I think. You know, everyone knows uh, Turbo Lover. Played to death, you know, they played it at the, at the show I went to last year. But Alan the Cold's a pretty cool one. I don't know if it's ever been played live or not, um, but it's definitely worth uh, revisiting on that album. Full of Forgetful Songs. This one kind of just uh, got lumped in with, the, uh, with them, but it's worth checking out. I like it. Okay, so now we're getting into the Painkiller album. I have two off that album. So I picked uh, Hell Patrol, um, which is an amazing, amazing song on its own. Could have been the lead off track. Uh, if Painkiller wasn't such a monster uh, song it's short right to the point, Classic Priest uh, drumming is amazing the uh, vocals are awesome um, You know the name obviously is kickass and then I also picked One Shot at Glory which is toward the bottom of the track list on Painkiller uh, they actually kicked off the uh, leg of the tour uh, last year uh, with this song and it was pretty awesome because I did not uh, read the set list ahead of time so I was really surprised that they picked out this uh, deep cut to uh, start a set with Uh, so one shot of glory uh, again um, in the vein of hell patrol it's just like just really kick-ass with like awesome um, with awesome vocal uh, performance by Rob Halford and uh, catchy melody and all that good stuff so let's see I'm gonna skip over all the um, Ripper Owen stuff and we're going to go to 05 uh, so I have two off of the Angel Retribution album, which I have pretty fond memories of. I bought this day one from a Best Buy here in Asheville uh, on CD uh, after work one day. I think I listened to it for about four months straight. Uh, no exaggeration. Uh, this one is one of my favorite Judas Priest albums. It was hard to pick just two, but I did. Um, so I am going to uh, recommend Hellrider uh, toward the bottom of the setlet or track list. Um, Just classic kick-ass Judas Priest, uh, never really lets up. Uh, Really high uh, vocal range, pretty much all the way through, really evil sounding, so I really like this one a lot. And also, I know a lot of people hate this song, but I picked uh, Loch Ness, the last song on the album. As one of my favorite Judas Priest songs of all time, because it very it, it veers off outside the Judas Priest box, so to say, and gets into a, some doom metal, which is uh, really cool for a band like that. Uh, it's also, I think, their longest track, unless there's one on those that is uh, longer. I don't think it. Is. I don't think there is. I think this is the longest one. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, this one is a an adventure, man. It goes through a lot of different um, highs and lows. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I think it's really, really well done. So the last one, number 10 here, we can't forget Nostradamus. Now, this album is uh, way too long. Uh, it, I think the reason people don't like it is because uh, it's an hour and like 43 minutes. Uh, it's hard to keep your attention span uh, in music that long. You know, that is a long time, but not to say there isn't anything good on this album. I think this song was forgotten it's on this album but the song is prophecy it is the most straightforward Judas Priest song on the album it is the second track even though it's the first song after an instrumental and it is everything you love about Judas Priest on an album with everything that you don't love about Judas Priest Uh, kudos to them uh, attempting to write a uh, concept album but man this one is a this one's a snoozer but sometimes bands have to make albums like this to, uh, you know, uh, get back on track what makes them great. And the album that followed this, obviously, was the first one with Richie Faulkner, which was Redeemer of Souls. Obviously, because I use the parameters of the Hall of Fame, uh, nothing on that album is eligible by my standards. But Redeemer of Souls and uh, Firepower were both excellent Judas Priest albums. I know the whole thing with KK and all that came up and blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah. So... Again, this is uh, my my opinion of the top or t- of ten underrated Judas Priest songs. Uh, congratulations to their Hall of Fame induction. Uh, if they're listening, uh, again, um, I don't pick bands based on accolades. I just pick bands based on music, and uh, I think a better accolade anyway is having longevity versus uh, having an award that you know um, just gets stuck on a plaque on the like third or fourth floor of the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's much cooler to have your stuff in the bottom exhibition areas. I went there a few years ago, and there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, but when it gets up to the uh, you know, upper floors, it gets a little boring and stuffy. So if you ever get to go, I would recommend it just for the uh, museum-type uh, stuff alone. They had um, you know, Rob Halford's uh, jacket in there, his whip you know, from like the 80s when his, uh, I guess, uh, dominatrix uh, character Or you know whatever you want to call it, in there they had a lot of uh, you know like uh, the Allison Chains, uh, I Stay Away, uh, clay puppets from the video in there, Um, some Steve Harris, uh, I think Steve Harris bass. They had the Injustice for All um, stage props in there, just stuff like that. So um, not everything in the Hall of Fame is lame. It's just like the ceremony is like fluff. So. Alright guys, well, I will go so we can get into episode 200 with uh, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. Enjoy these songs if you need to be reminded of them, and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. See you guys.
3: Dude, Jason, those are some great picks. And, you know, I do appreciate the fact that you did skip over, like, the couple of albums of theirs that are, like, the most sought-after albums, which is interesting, like, Killing Machine slash Hellbent for Leather, uh, British Steel, Screaming for Vengeance, and Defenders of the Faith. Absolutely, uh, I totally appreciate that you did skip over those because those are pretty much the four quintessential Judas Priest albums. Yeah, uh, Painkiller isn't you know is one of those as well, but like in Turbo, I actually appreciate Ram It Down a lot. That is a great album as a whole. But honestly, I would have to say that, like, you know, I think Killing Machine itself is a completely underrated song, and I really enjoy that. That's probably my favorite, uh, you know, track of Judas Priest, because it's just got this, this groove to it, and I love it. So, hell yeah. But, what did I say a minute ago? Holy shit. We have Athena in the Heavy Metal Bunker with a new episode of Metal Mischief. And you might hear a voice in there because I actually was there recording it with her. Familiar voice. Familiar voice, right? Yeah. Familiar voice. Mine. (laughs) So let's check in with Athena at Metal Mischief.
2: Misfits and misprints, Bangers and mashers, Deviants and the deviated, the tormented and the fermented, ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night. Jeff, your headphones, crank the volume to max, spark it up and just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to the next installment of Metal Mischief. And, actually, the first installment of Video Mischief. It's also very special because it's the 200th episode for Metal Forge. Mark? Mr. Mark Jackson, everybody, from the Metal Forge. If, Hello. If you've never put the face to the name, and but you've been following him all these years, then uh, and listening for 199 other episodes, then this is the man right here. This is Mark from Metal Forge Radio, and this is the two hundred. the 200th episode. Yeah. And actually, kind of a funny story. I hit my head earlier. And uh, I'm not gonna cover the shit I was gonna cover originally.
3: <laughs> that was pretty rough.
2: He he saw it happen. It totally jumped out in front of me. <laughs> no, actually, what happened is the band that I was interested in. I was having a lot of troubles like getting to uh, their information and you know having enough to give you guys when it comes to like wanting to know about these bands. So, instead, Mark and I kind of just went on a whim and found this band that I'm actually quite impressed with.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they're from France. And here's the other thing, is the other band that I was going to cover called Morgue. Now, here's the thing, there's several Morgues. I mean, there's like over a dozen. When I when I Googled the Morgue band, this one particularly was from France. So I was googling the the French morgue. There's <laughs> like Swedish morgue and like Finland morgue and like Italian morgue. And I mean, there's like I know I actually never knew there's there was smorgas morg. Smorg. Yeah. I
3: think Mark just went like
2: metal dad joke. Dad
3: us. joke metal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we might we might have been drinking a little bit tonight because it is the two hundredth episode. So, so we are celebrating.
3: So To the two hundredth.
2: To the two hundredth. So anyway, there's so many morgues and so many so many ins and outs for this fucking band that even though I really enjoyed the album that was sent to me originally, I really, really enjoyed it. I just I, there's not enough for me to talk about. So anyway, I digress, like I do often instead we ended up finding this band called depressive witches now you would think depressive witches and maybe it's like some like doomy metal right because it's depressive witches you just think like like mopey witches and stuff but no no if you can hear the music in the background which let me actually just turn that up a little bit If you're paying any attention, it's more like a black and roll, or a little bit in some points is like thrash and roll. Yeah. But I'm jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So anyway, we found this band, and they're awesome. Depressive Witches. Ironically enough, stumbling upon them, we realize that they have a new album coming out this Friday. That's right, Black Friday just ironic that they picked that day.
3: Mark? I think so. I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be coincidental.
2: No. I mean, they didn't plan this shit at
3: all. I mean, Black Metal Friday, maybe? Maybe? Sounds like a great idea.
2: Absolutely. So, this Friday, Black Metal Friday, Friday. Depressive Witch's new album comes out. But before we even get to that, because man, I'm just jumping all over the place. I'm ad-libbing all this, so you guys, you might not know this, but I usually script all my metal missions. Tonight. She's
3: meticulous.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like annoying how meticulous is the homework I put into it and everything. I just want to know goddamn everything about all these bands, you know. But tonight, we were doing a lot of celebrating and a lot of talking. So anyway, this is what you're getting. <laughs> So pardon me if I jump around a lot. Here we go. Back to, like, we're just gonna... Rewind a little bit. Welcome to the next installment of Metal Mischief. On today's lineup, Depressive Witches. Bad Blast. Alright, I already liked the title of this album, like, right off the bat. You know, Bad Blast. That's just...
5: Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
2: That's why I sneak into all the shows when they're outrageously priced bourbon. So I like bring my own shit.
3: Right. No, wait. You no. didn't do that, I don't did you? Do that. You don't do, that. I don't do that. You pay those nine dollar beer prices and 40, 42 two dollar bourbon shots.
2: Yeah, and twelve dollar PBRs. What kind the of world are we living in?
3: A fucked up one.
2: It's pretty fucked up. So anyway. <laughs> getting back on track this is Bad Flass that's what's playing in the background and I was, we were both actually really impressed right off the bat when we started listening to them we thought, okay these guys kind of had like this motorhead like kind of feel to it, you know, and what grabbed us is like their description uh, it was like black and roll Yeah. so we were like, okay and sure, sure enough, it is it's like black metal mixed with like Motorhead Which Is pretty Fucking awesome I mean,
3: I think so Right Because you know Everybody who knows me Knows I'm a huge Motorhead fan Absolutely and Yeah I Cause mean, who's not
2: Right Who the fuck's not I don't think you're A real metalhead Unless you're like Worship Lemmy you know. True So So Anyway Um I think Lemmy Would actually like this band Quite a bit
3: Probably so
2: Yeah You know But anyway Again I digress this album in particular is very good. I am excited to hear what their new album sounds like when it comes out on Friday, though. Because we have we searched all over the place, and they haven't dropped any nuggets for us to actually, like, hear any of the new stuff yet. So I am highly anticipating it and looking forward to it on this, Black Friday. But we are going to go back to what we were talking about here. So there's only two guys in this band. Um... Now one of them as I normally do I fuck up names all the time uh is Torvus Torvus right 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 Torvus Am I saying that right I
3: am
5: Torvus saying
3: right.
2: Torvus T O R V U S Torvus guitars and drums and then there's Sick Bab Sick Bab yeah, Sick, sick Bab
3: I think so a
2: Sick Bab Vocals and guitars. So, I'm always impressed when you got one or two dudes that do all all the things in the bands. I mean, Mark, Overload, you guys are a three-piece band. Right. So, you make it sound so full and so, like, on point. It doesn't sound like there's just three guys in your band.
3: Oh, no. I mean, there's always layering and stuff, but... But yeah, like when it's like two or th- two people that do this, it's it's crazy. I've always enjoyed stuff like that. I wish I could do stuff like that personally.
2: Right, it's really impressive, and there's only two guys that do this, and so they've only put out two albums, and it's just the two guys and the two albums. But they did put out this single that we found that was quite entertaining. I have to say, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it filled my heart with like black glee. It was so beautiful. It's not necessarily totally black metal. It's no. more like thrash and roll.
3: Yeah. So, something like that.
2: Yeah. So it has like these elements, definitely these elements of like thrash, which I don't hear on this album. Right. Um, which I'm interested on um, the album that drops on Friday if it's going to be more thrashy or more black metal or more rock and roll. Right. That's what we get to look forward to. though. But the single, let me see here. Where's my notes? It's called Medieval Strip Club. (laughs) I mean, it really doesn't get much more fun than that to begin with, right? Because your brain automatically goes, okay, what does that look like?
3: Yeah, it's like, it, it's like the mental image it conjures.
2: <laughs> right? It's like, like, great. Yeah, but how big is that bush and how dirty is that snatch? Because oh, it's medieval times. You went there. Man, of course I did. It's medieval times. Like, ew, nobody was clean. Like, no, that's God, like, no. like, gnarly shit. shit. So, med- so, medieval strip club. <laughs> Can you just imagine taking the thong off on the bush that's just like... Oh like, yeah you know, like, total, like, Beavis moment Fucking right there. Like, like,
3: have hair like Carrot Top.
2: Right? <laughs> Stuffed in a thong. Okay, anyway.
3: <laughs> a goat skin thong.
2: A, a goat skin thong. Like, I don't know why, but it's chafing my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Medieval Strip Club. The song is actually really awesome. So, I'm really hoping the new album's, like, a mixture of everything that we've listened to thus far, you know. Um, So I've got to say that was definitely like a high point for me. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought you were going to cheers me.
3: Oh, Um, we can cheers again. Let's
2: do that. (laughs) Tonight it's Four Roses.
3: uh,
5: Yellow
2: label, which is one of my favorites.
3: So good. So good. Um, The sweet... Street Four Roses.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to be scraping him off the floor later. Alright, so this album that we're listening to, Bad Floss, it's, uh they actually put this album out independently. Now, their new album is actually not put out independently. That one is put out by a label called Warm Whole Death, and that's all one word. Right. Like I had to look at that a couple of times and I was like, is that just a typo? But no, it's one whole word. Warm. Whole. Death. That's the new label. But this album that we're listening to is independent and it was actually limited to only 300 copies. So either you jump on it and you get it or you fucking miss the fuck out. Speaking of that, I always like to say when we talk about these bands and all the awesome shit they do, Bandcamp, I mean, on uh, YouTube, anywhere that bands are going to be posting their shit. Mark, I mean, you're in a band. Please tell us what are the platforms people need to be following so they can find all the band
5: shit that they want?
3: Definitely. And, you know, it's everything like you just said it's Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, uh, you know, YouTube, all of that stuff. Uh, Facecrack, Instagrams. Uh, yeah. All of that stuff, everybody needs to have something like that. Make your product as accessible as you can. Because ultimately, you know, you're know, you not going to have followers or you're going to stay completely underground if you don't have some of this stuff to, to fall on. Because you'd be surprised on how many people like me, in, like when I do research for the Metal Forge to seek out bands to interview... I, a lot of times it's based on Instagram profiles or people that have recommended it saying, hey, check these dudes out.
2: Right, and that's actually how I find a lot of the bands that I listen to as well. Right. Besides like the Metal and Encyclopedia.
5: Yeah, the in Metal which, Archives. And the Metal
2: Archives, which we worship, because oh my god, they literally have everything you want on there. Mm-hmm. If you've never been there and you're a metalhead, check it out for sure i mean it literally has everything you need to know about every fucking metal band on the planet literally on a fucking planet this is how i keep finding all this crazy shit man i mean it's amazing that the music's out that what's out there that you don't realize because we're kind of like in our own little hole you know what i mean like we're we know we know what's around here what tours and what comes our way and stuff what our friends passed down to us and shit, but what we're not realizing, and no, not that we're not even realizing it. What we're not taking into consideration sometimes is like these bands like across the pond, so to speak.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You
2: know, and they might not have the the power or the labels to get their names like over here for us. So places, so like these websites like the, the Metal Archives is like such a great place to go and find all these new bands and like find bands that you would have never known existed. Like fucking, oh my God, like this shit, you know, it's, it's so
3: good. Right.
2: Uh, We literally just stumbled upon it because we were like Googling shit.
3: Right. And they had a listing of like, uh, black metal, black and roll. And I was like, whoa, what's black and roll? Let's check this out. Yeah. It's like, I've never heard that expression or that genre specific thing, air quotes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Air quality thingies. Air quality thingies, and <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm like, wow, this is pretty fucking cool.
2: Yep. And and to top it off, they surprised me because I thought they were going to be kind of like this. I said to Mark before we started, like, doing all this, I was like, man, I was like, I don't want to go for, like, the typical, oh, it's cold, it's winter, or let's do black metal or let's... Or let doom. Or doom or anything, like, you know. Because fuck that, let's do something, like, to pick you up instead of kind of bring you down. It's already it's already bringing us down because it's getting cold and miserable. So, you know, um, so I was very, very pleasantly surprised that this wasn't a doom, or, I mean, I'm sorry, not a doom metal, but if this wasn't like a black metal band that was like, bring me like down here where I'm like, all right, somebody please like, <laughs> right, come and like scrape me. me off the floor, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So no, they're fun. They're actually like, you know, is that's. Here's the thing. There's like all these different death, like death metal, black metal, whatever, black metal. Can be fun. It doesn't have to be like this right. Really it doesn't have to be depressive. Like right. You know. Do me like sad and gloomy shit. Mm-hmm. And you still be black as fuck and depressive. Which is it? They're black as fuck, but at the same time, like they're super up here. I'm I'm feeling. They actually make me feel more like I want to, you know, bounce around my room and shit. Yeah, you want like, headbang yeah. and actually
3: instead of just shoe gaze.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, right. Right, I'm not sitting in the dark corner like pondering all my fucking bad moves in life. Right. Oh My God, we've done enough of that.
5: <laughs> anyway,
2: um, my point being, I'm very pleasantly surprised, and Mark, I think you're saying the same thing. Oh
3: yeah, I'm very definitely gonna pleasantly surprised.
2: Out. And yeah, maybe we can get them on the show one day and like talk to these two guys and get to know a little bit more about them because we're both pretty impressed with what they're doing. So for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I do want to talk about their new album just a little bit, though, because I, I know I'm kind of going on here. Distant Kingdom. Distant Kingdom, that's their new album. Distant. And, yes, sorry, sometimes my accent gets in the way. Distant. Distant. What is that over there? Is that a speck? Is that a flick? I, it is a distant. looks like a castle. It's a kingdom? Is a distant kingdom. New album, Best Friday, Black Friday,
3: Black Metal Friday,
2: Wormhole Death. Oh, recorded, mixed and mastered at. What did I do with my?
3: I don't. I, did it say didn't, actually?
2: No, I did it. I
3: don't Hold think on. it said.
2: Hold on, because she's got
3: consulting the notes.
2: I am. Oh, it did. No, no, no. It so did.
3: Okay. Compulsive note so, taker. I
2: am. I'm one of those. Recorded, mixed, and mastered at Blackout Studio in Brussels. And here's the thing, is that they actually they recorded this in June of 2021. And then they started recording. Don't show them my notes. <laughs> and then they started <laughs> <laughs> and then And they started recording Distant Kingdom Like literally not even five months later Right So, But it took a whole year For it to come to fruition Right, to so so actually
3: come out on Black Friday right. Because it was November of 21 When they started recording and, yeah. and everything for Distant Kingdom
2: Yeah. And so here we are It's literally come full circle And we didn't even mean for it to It just kind of happened
3: That's cool, though.
2: But it is very cool, and I really am looking forward to it. So, um, now we normally do, like, this thing where we do a five-shot review, right? Ooh. So, I gotta say, if you haven't been paying attention in class, we're gonna have to go over the rules a little bit. Mark, have you been paying attention? Huh? Have you been sleeping through class?
3: I am kind of guilty of that sometimes.
2: So we have come to the end, dear Metal Misfits. It is now time for Athena's five-shot review. Here are the rules. Five shots. I needed five shots to get through the motherfucker. Four shots. Meh, could have had some... Oh, could've use some... um. Oh. Three shots, though. Good. Made me air drum and bang my head. Two shots. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box
5: for traveling.
2: And one, one shot. Really good, excellent motherfucker. Holy shit, blows my brains out. I'll probably have a bangover in the morning. So, Mark, Ooh. we're both gonna give our own here since this, it's the 200th episode. The 200th. So, we're both going to give reviews. And this is special. This has never happened in Metal Mischief before. No,
3: it never has. I'm kind of excited. You so, put me on the spot here.
2: I know. Um, that's why I didn't tell you about it earlier. Uh, I'm going to let Mark give his review first, actually.
5: Oh, wow.
2: Mark, from Athena's five shot reviews, what do you want to tell everybody?
3: You know, actually, I'm gonna have to go with two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traffic.
5: Fuck That's gonna yeah. be
2: my thing. That's gonna be your thing. You know what? Honestly, I'm there with you, Mark. Yeah. I'm also gonna give two shots Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. So, until we meet again, have a most excellent time, and don't forget, keep it heavy. Cut! That's
3: a wrap! So yeah, two shots, you know, that, was an interesting deal because we were setting up we had this idea and you know she was setting up some cameras because she's starting to record metal mischief to use on her youtube channel Uh, i will list links for that when it is available below and it's video mischief yeah i'm proud to have come up with that because it's metal mischief and then video mischief which is awesome and she was sitting there in the door just kind of had moved, and she went to stand up and hit her head, and it's like, holy shit, are you all right? I was, it was crazy because it was just like this. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, what the fuck happened? And she's like, you saw the door; it jumped out at me. I'm like, I did. It totally did. It was the weirdest shit in the world. And you know, so we, you know, we took a minute, and then all of a sudden, she was like, you know, th- the morgue thing. The Bandcamp page, for some reason, stopped loading after that, that she was doing her research with, and so we went on to the upcoming releases for uh, the Metal Archives, you know, the Encyclopedia Metalum, Metallum, and you know I cite them a lot. And it was just, what the fuck is that? What is bl- What is Black and Roll? And we checked them out, Depressive Witches, holy shit blew me the fuck away. Uh love them, and I'm going to try and reach out and see if we can get them here on the Metal Forge in the, in the coming months, and yeah, I was just totally, totally bewildered by like, holy fuck, these dudes, for two guys, this is fucking awesome sounding. Completely blew me away, but I digress, as Athena would say. <laughs> seriously jason athena thank you all so much this year for doing everything that you have done with the metal forge i completely appreciate you guys and having you having your all's backs and y'all having mine and continuously putting out awesome content for the metal forge whether it be album reviews whether it be you know kind of like complaints and grievances sometimes like uh, or band retrospectives from like the sword deal with Jason here a couple weeks back when the sword announced they were they were done completely rad times I appreciate the fuck out of you both thank you so much for you know taking this metal journey with me and being friends and it's so fucking awesome I appreciate you so before we get into Lloyd we're not going to play a song today but we're going to check in with some friends from the Metal Forge here. Who do we got? Sound off!
2: Hey, Maniacs. This is Amy Lee Carlson from Solicitor. You are listening to the 200th episode of Metal Forge Radio with Mark Jackson. Keep it fast. Keep it nasty.
0: Keep it mean. Yeah! Yeah! This is All Grinder Scenes. Congratulations to Metal Forge for the 200 episodes. Cheers. Hi everyone, this is Graham from Seven Sisters. Uh, just dropping in to congratulate um, Buddy Mark and the Metal Forge on their 200th episode. Uh, great achievement here's to 200 more. Hope everybody keeps tuning in and enjoying the show. Cheers.
3: All right, metalheads, this is the special 200th episode. I have Athena from Metal Mischief sitting here. Hi. And yeah, and I have Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland here.
0: What's up everybody?
3: And our special 200th guest is here with us today, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Pictures. Lloyd, how the fuck are you?
1: (laughs) Yes, this land is all of our lands. Nobody has the right to this land. Except you and me and everybody else. Not these fuckers who just got elected. 92-year-old senator and a, a woman who's 82 years old is one breath from the presidency and a president of over 80 christ and you're talking to a 77 year old person and so i know that these people i know that their brains are fucked up you, you can't once you pass 65 the brain these corporations that make all that money they don't keep people on who are 82 years old from uh not from Idaho or Iowa, wherever that fucker's from. Right? <laughs> they don't have CEOs uh, who are 82 years old uh, in the uh, running the company. Right. No, speaking yeah. of the House. That woman will be in there forever. No wonder the country's falling to shit. Well, well maybe, not forever. Be- She's, oh, maybe
2: you, not forever. maybe not forever. She's old as dirt. She might just keel over like in a week.
1: You know. Mm. Well, it, it, the the point is, uh, you young people are being uh, smothered by the uh, old people, and uh, the country's going to shit, right? They're the only people that have any real rights, the only people who have real rights, are the uh, the uh, upper class bourgeois. I don't mean upper class; I mean the richer bourgeois and uh, small and all those uh, uh, small millionaires. You know, small number of millionaires. Right. It's a any but anyway. The metal people uh, ought to, uh, you know, uh, I play the clarinet a little bit, but uh, um, we ought to really do something. It's just, it gets worse and worse. People, uh, studios in Atlanta, right? You want to make a movie in Atlanta? Uh, they give you 30% of your budget back, maybe more. But they're destroying the forest uh, there outside Atlanta, thousands of acres. They've already uh, destroyed a lot of it and the and the wetlands and uh, and uh, Georgia is a place where uh, apparently Will Smith doesn't mind making movies. Uh, they don't have voting rights, and it's basically uh, black people there live in a colony. But other than that, uh, no problem. Let's go there and make movies. Let's make crap like, uh, hey, I got a great idea. How about Man of Steel? Well, let's do that again. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, this place is fucked. And, and all these people in, in uh, the mainstream of, of our uh, so-called arts... Uh, They don't. They seem to be overjoyed at this great studio in uh, Atlanta, which is, by the way, owned and run by right-wing, religious, anti-Semitic, racist, sexist, fascist uh, uh, who owns a a Chick Fil A. It's all backed by fascist, right-wing, sexist, uh, you know, and nobody knows it except for me apparently, because the Chick Fil A's have just moved into New York. (laughs) I'm (laughs) sorry. it's full of black people uh, um, having the best time. They should boycott it. You shouldn't go near that place. There's oh, I, I don't
3: people. take any. Step. I boycott it. Yeah, yeah I will I never, never go either. to the Lord's nope. Chicken. No, I never
2: eat there.
3: No, nope. no. You know, you know, yeah. fuck that place. Well,
1: people don't know it. They're also delighted with the, uh, uh, you know, with the uh, woke crowd, uh, the uh, Me Too crowd, and yet the, the, our, our, our lands are being destroyed. The Indians are being. Uh, fucked even more than they have there's even more uh, fucking of the indians i mean really it just never ends so uh you're right um,
2: it, it never ends <laughs> it never does
1: which
3: you know which is all all crazy shit that's going on and you're absolutely right you know uh i was watching a video here just um about an hour or so ago and it was a guy from canada saying something similar about how they were just, uh, you will never do, you will never have the life your parents had. And that all of what you just said pretty much fucking proves that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, your your generation, I don't know what generation you're in, but uh, for the first time, uh, uh, the, the generation after moi is uh, living uh, less uh, years, fewer years than my generation. It's the first time in history that that's happened where the, uh, 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 you know, not living as long as your parents. Wow. Okay. That's because uh, 40% of our nation is uh, obese. I assume that's true for part of Canada too. 40% of uh, US is obese, morbidly obese, right? thanks to junk food that was right. stuffed down our gullets.
2: Yeah, and the opportunity <laughs> on every corner.
3: Yeah. Right, yeah, and, and it is, it's, it's, it's all- everywhere.
1: <laughs> then uh, people can't, you know, if you're making fifteen dollars an hour, which is not even the American minimum wage, how, how do you have to eat at this shit food? You have to go to Dollar General. You can't, you you, you can't uh, uh, eat decent food because there's no place to get it. <laughs>
3: right, right. And that's the whole <laughs> unless thing. you want
1: to pay up for it. You know, ten dollars for a piece of cheese or, you know, <laughs> eggs are like twenty percent more than they were last year you know right. it's uh, fresh fruits out of, out of the question for poor people i mean it's and poor people i'm talking about about 80 percent of the uh, of the citizens student oh. debt I mean, what a mess imagine if you're a single woman with a kid or two and uh, what do you do you get no baby care you get no decent education uh you, you've got no uh, income you have to wait tables and uh, you should be curing cancer it's it's ridiculous you know they're yeah the, your whole generation's being pissed uh, away right yeah, I agree, People, yeah. absolutely
2: right? I agree with you too Lloyd for sure.
1: <laughs> the guy you know. who says you want the guy who says you want fries with that uh, he, he could be curing cancer he shouldn't be working for ten dollars an hour. agree the United States the minimum wage isn't even fifteen dollars an hour. Missouri's questions that they should have a minimum wage I think they just passed twelve dollars an hour. These fucking New York uh, bullshit lawyers get 1000 an hour for, for uh, putting out, uh, uh, you know, printing, con- you know, uh, boilerplate contracts. Right? Yeah. 1000 an hour. Yep,
2: and people will pay it so that they can always be on top of everything else, on yeah. top
1: of each okay. other. And, exactly. Yeah. Believe me, Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband is doing, pl- I know he got hit in the head and I'm very sorry. But he's uh, been uh, trading on the inside because he uh, has his wife who, who's working on it. You know, it's absurd. The Congress people are allowed to trade on inside information. They're allowed to trade, even though it looks bad. It doesn't matter. It's not against the law. They can, uh, you know, they can buy these chip companies based in advance based on knowing that the uh, Congress is going to pass us, a, 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 you know, billions of dollars to go to the chip industry. I mean, it's. What can you do? Luckily, you guys are here, and hopefully your audience will, you know, try to throw out some of these old people. I hope
3: so, because, I mean, shit. But, I mean, you know, we've got a bunch of other crackpot younger people like Lauren Boebert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Green that are that are fucking running and shit, yes, too. Yes,
1: well, that's a matter of democracy. You're, they got voted in. You got to get rid of them. You know, vote them out.
3: Right. You know, and you <laughs> mentioned something about, you know, uh, about... 80-year-old 80, 80 president and the 82- and 92-member-year-old uh, or year-old members of Congress and shit. But see, you know, they make so much money. It's just like the food thing. They they can afford to eat really good food and shit like that where all the poor people are suffering. Then sure,
1: not only that, the, it's the, for it. Yeah, yeah, and the government pay
3: for Yeah, the are paying for it. Yes, that's right. We are right? paying for
2: it. Yeah. Good.
3: Yeah.
1: Sure.
3: And, yeah. And they get the best health care, too.
1: So, oh, they get special. No, they get a special health care. Better than uh, better Medicare than or any of that stuff. Not to mention the pension. If you're in for two years, you get full pension forever. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> right. uh, Although most of them... Uh, want- once they get in, they never leave. It's like the Roach Motel. You know? <laughs> that's a that's a
3: great name for it, you know.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Our government, the Roach Motel. Motel
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Except the roaches, don't do, they do well in the Roach Motel. The roaches.
2: Well, yeah, they're hard they're, they're, to fucking kill, Lloyd.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, at any rate, how is Athena? How are you, Athena?
2: I'm doing great, man. You know, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, and you know, I have like Lloyd withdrawals every time I I don't see you. You know, um, but I am excited because I've been talking with you and Garrett about um, you know coming up to New York and filming with you for the new movie um, with Pitfire Films. So, and you're I gonna do. play my very young uncle.
1: <laughs> yeah, changed the part <laughs> Yes, we,
2: we're going to change it up just for you hun. So, No, no, don't so, worry I, I, uh,
1: So is, is he going to be I Uncle Lloyd?
2: Grandpa. Well, no, but he's actually the... My grandpa in the movie but, oh. but he's Uncle Lloyd, so he's my very yeah. And I'm winking, you can't see me doing the winky thing Lloyd, but I'm winking And I'm like my very young Uncle
1: Lloyd ah. yes, yeah. <laughs> The script is good The script is very good And it It uh, it it, it con- it sort of ties into the fact that I didn't take my meds today, so I'm a little bit uh, uh, ranting about old people. It's all about knocking off unpleasant old people. Well,
2: I have to say, and I don't want to dive too much into it, but the day I had today actually revolved kind of around me getting older Lloyd so it's really kind of poignant that you brought this up actually like it's it can it kind of came full circle for me personally yeah just so now. yeah just now so I guess thank you for that yeah <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> but it's thank great to hear you your and, voice again. And, you know, I I would really like to talk about the new Troma Now yeah. streaming that's going on and talk about hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm because this shit is fucking hilarious. Can we talk about that, Lloyd? Oh. Is that cool?
1: <laughs> Whatever you all want to talk about, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm has never... I don't believe it's. Oh, it did play for in the. Uh, I think it did play in Louisville, yeah, but only no in, Lexington. Uh, was in Lexington. And, uh, that
2: was when we were in Lexington at
1: Scarefest,
2: and we premiered. Yes, at Lexington. There.
1: I'm sorry, yeah. uh, Lexington. Yeah. At, the, at that beautiful uh, that beautiful entertainment complex, but it was uh, you know it was not it was like uh, no nobody showed up. So maybe you can there. find the, I mean. another venue and <laughs> <I'll> come back.
2: <laughs> hey, we had about twenty so people in the crowd. That's good. That's good. I mean, for twelve o'clock at night, they did premiere it at like fucking twelve o'clock at night. By the way, so
1: yes, no, it's a tough. It's tough when you because the convention has so many other things going on. It's not really about uh, movies. It's more about uh, pop culture and uh, comics and drawing and painting and uh, you know, it's not really about uh, trauma movies. Well, actually, uh, maybe you'll find some other way to play it. I can send you if you send send me a email i can send you the link
3: of course yeah yeah absolutely and and you were saying how much the uh it's all about everything the culture just like the uh, the metal forges here but most of the con thing i think is uh, centered around the real as george Carlin would say the real american pastime consumerism
1: (laughs) yeah well I, i differ a little bit because uh uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that people there are pretty serious pop culture uh, fans or, or more than fans. I mean, they, they drill deep. They uh, do. You should have seen fans. some
3: of
2: the stuff that they bring Lloyd to sign. Oh, like, I'm sure. They, they literally bring shit out that's like from like the 80s and stuff that you've never seen. It's pretty incredible. I mean, Lloyd Wright, I mean, the fans bring you yes. some really cool shit all the time.
1: Stuff right. they make.
2: Yeah, and stuff they city. make, yeah.
3: Yeah. See, that's, that that's some- always really cool to me when people, you know, they don't... Yeah, you might see the VHS tapes and stuff like that, but when they have, like, movie posters from, like... A, like when the when like Toxy one originally came out, and it's like, or or if it if it was featured in like a their you know like a newspaper or something that their local paper or something like that, and they bring that stuff. That's cool. That's cool shit.
1: Yeah, think. very cool. No question about it. And uh, actually, after uh, Lexington, uh, I don't know Athena if you remember, but a guy came in with a very nicely homemade uh, to- Toxie. Uh, and he sent one to us, and uh, it looked like he, he apparently makes it on three d. They were beautiful. Yeah. they were uh, did you see that one that came in? There?
5: Yeah,
2: I remember that, man. Wow. that yeah, was really it's cool. really great. Yeah, that was really. And cool. by the
1: way, the uh, people next door to or uh, not the, not next door, but a few uh, a few, not too far from us at the uh, scarefest. Uh, they uh, uh, she uh, the lady whose name I can't remember, Carla maybe. She's uh, made a baby toxi. Uh, oh, yeah. really, uh, I put it on my Instagram. It's uh, disturbing as. Uh, I saw disturbing. that the other day. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: really cool. I bet. I mean, yeah. just like the stuff I saw people bringing in for you, it was just like kind of. It was just really cool, you know. So I imagine over the, the many years that you have been doing this that you I, I know I was joking with you that weekend about having like a museum hall in your house where it's just all the things that fans have like given to you over the years you know like it's got to be incredible
1: <laughs> well indeed uh, we've uh, gotten our fans are the best That's it's the only reason we're still here again thank you uh, Forge uh, uh methyl <coughs> or whatever it is for oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> my love no Seriously, sincerely, thank you. You know, we, we, we're we only here because our fans support us. The minute that stops, we're done. We have no other, you know, we, 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 we're we totally on our own. So it's, it's all fan-fueled. That's the secret sauce.
3: It is. Yeah. It, it very much is. So speaking of hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, uh, it came out earlier. It actually says it was released on the 20th of August is what um, – uh, Wikipedia says, and that's kind of a weird thing because they get a lot of shit wrong.
1: Uh, they do, but I think they're kind of right. Uh, Fangor, fan, uh, fan, 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 uh, Fangoria, Fangoria, uh, uh, no, 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 that's a they were star fuckers. Uh, it's a, a, a very good festival in uh, Fantasia. Fantasia in Montreal had the world premiere, but it was during COVID, so it was virtual.
3: Oh. Ah. Okay. So now as we well, I,
1: I think you got the date you probably got the date about right or maybe it was a little bit later I can't remember but uh thanks for mentioning it.
3: Definitely. So now that we're, you know, COVID's still there but a lot of people are we're doing a lot more things now. So you got to premiere this in Lexington uh at Scarefest back in the middle of October. Uh so how is everything with it? I mean, is it is it making its rounds is it doing doing well
2: yeah when do we expect it to see it on dvd no it's a
1: total it's a total flop are you kidding it's a total wow. bomb even even shitty festivals uh, only the smart people get it the the the, the movie's film festival.
2: fucking hilarious
5: it's so good
1: well the the uh, fantasia is a great festival but apparently um, the title and the uh, substance, uh, the media didn't uh, uh, want to cover it. So uh, I think uh, the other festivals said, uh, hell with this. Uh, I, or or the movie stinks, one or the other. but uh, To me, it's our best movie, and uh, the trauma team feels it's the best thing I've done, and most likely my last uh, directorial effort. Unless what? I live... Oh, what? Wait, what? Live. I'm working on stuff, but I... Uh, who knows if I'll get it done on time, you know, the clock is ticking, but we're producing, I'm producing a number of films by very talented, new, young directors. And I do know that every time we have a theater, uh, <laughs> other than Lexington, <laughs> it's usually full. Um, and uh, uh, you know, and uh, we did a tour in Texas for about six or eight, you know, they were like one night stands, but every theater was full. And then we did uh, uh, L.A. ran two weeks. New York ran two weeks with no advertising. And uh, there have been a few, maybe 50 theaters, uh, kind of one-night stands. So uh, the audiences like it uh, who show up. But um, uh, I think the, uh, you know, the gatekeepers, it's a little too much for them. In about four, uh, 30, you know, the Toxic Avenger is being remade. It only took the mainstream 35 years. My guess is hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm might uh, get some attention uh, in about 30, 35 years, but not now. Well, yeah, I, think, being- I think
2: that's a total shame because I saw it and it was amazing. And I laughed my ass off. My face hurt at the end of the movie. I laughed so hard <laughs> through the whole thing. There's so many well, good, like, little, like, one-offs and things. And, like, so many throwbacks to other movies and little, like, you know Easter eggs and things like that. It's just it's absolutely wonderful, and I loved how you mix like the whole Shakespearean like you know experience with like a new age kind of thing, you know. And and you expanded on it politically and religiously and just across the board. I mean, it hit every note. It hits every note, you know. So well, you I think it's people are
1: among the small. You're among the and thank you, God bless you. You're among the small number of people who get it. You know, most, most of these uh, gatekeepers, they, they have no knowledge of cinema. They don't get the references. They probably have never read The Tempest by William Shakespeare. You know, it's, a, it's really amazing. These mainstream uh, gatekeepers, they set themselves up as their shit don't smell. But when you talk to them, they, they know nothing. They know that Taylor Swift exists. They know that Superman exists. They know that Batman, you know, they know that uh, they want to uh, uh, walk the red carpet and go to big parties at game. That's all they know. They don't know who John Ford is. They don't know who Charlie Jack. They don't know who Buster Keaton. They know nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. Yeah. They know Taylor Swift. That's a, and maybe they know uh, 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 Yee, now that he's uh, come out of the DEFCON against the Jews guy. But, I mean, basically, they're stupid. You guys, the trauma fans, are much smarter uh, uh, <laughs> to get it. In the same way that, it, that uh, you know, Cole Porter and Noel Coward were a little bit uh, erudite in the... Uh, the, the uh, a lot of people didn't get it. You know? Right. They Absolutely
2: And Jesus I think Christ, that's
1: a big go Jesus ahead. had his problems, right? Jesus did. they didn't get Jesus, right? Took two thousand years to really get him.
3: <laughs> right, and yeah. you know, and I think that's a big, uh, you know, Star Wars. Uh, you know, for the Star Wars fans out there, there is a ton of like gatekeepers in that. You know, and, and just in, there in any culture, there's there's so many gatekeepers, and it's such a terrible concept because it's like you know, people are allowed to like what they like, and you know that that I that's one of those things that really gets me with the whole gatekeeper uh, kind of deal. I just. I can't stand that's them. what
1: they want to be. They want to be uh, that the critics for the New York times want to go to the Cannes film festival. They have no interest in finding uh, new young directors. Uh, they're interested in, uh, you know, being at the red carpet and, uh, Oh, Robert De Niro's got a new, let's pay a lot of attention. <laughs> to De Niro. Nobody knows that De Niro has a new movie. So let's focus the New York times on uh, Robert De Niro or uh, who else can we focus on? You know, it's, there's there's no interest in anything that's slightly visionary
5: right
2: right
1: hey that i can see. and they're ignorant they don't know they they do believe i think that movies started with star wars i think you're right i think the, the uh, critical the intellectual the people who are uh, uh, writing critical reviews on music and film uh, i think they they believe that uh, it started with star wars well it's I mean, either review- that
3: or they don't believe that anything existed before they did. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yes, hey, yeah, that's right. a good point. Yeah.
3: And and that's that's a big that I think that's a big part of it. It's like I know so many young people and I say young people like my age and younger and I'm and I'm almost 40 and they You know they've never seen things like The Godfather or the Ten Commandments or The Maltese Falcon or any you know any of that stuff, and it's just and it's a shame really because these are amazing films, and you know they just they just discredit all kinds of shit.
1: Well, it's ignorance. You know that's the problem. It's ignorance, and uh, you know unless you're rich in this country. Uh, you can't get a decent education. you got to be rich, I think. Uh, public schools, suck. the teachers are way underpaid. And by the way, the nurses are way underpaid. I mean, we're very it's much awful.
2: Most but people you, are way underpaid, Lloyd.
1: You have to, You all have to get those picket signs, and every time a president appears somewhere, rub it in, right?
5: Right. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you all forget recently- $50 an hour. Uh, 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 minimum wage, uh, uh, we must have uh, abortions for everybody no matter what, uh, uh, whatever, you know, and, and unfortunately uh, a, a small minority of rich people are running the show. Right. You know, and you look at television, you know, you, the, the now I'm talking about regular TV, the shows in the morning, uh, uh, because my wife watches them, uh, the, the chat shows. I mean, they're just totally playing into the ignor- ignorant, ignorant, uh, public and uh, sucking, uh, you know. Basically, they're three hours: ABC, NBC, and CBS. Three hours of commercials for the mainstream. Every unpaid commercials every morning, right? Right. right, they,
4: just right, right. On, uh, they just had on.
1: They just had. Who did they have on? They had Ryan Reynolds and somebody else, an older person, uh, about a Christmas Carol, a movie. But this is going to be from the ghost point of view. Oh, wow. What? Meanwhile, it opened. Will Ferrell. Will uh, Yeah, Will uh, Farrell. Meanwhile, it opened right in the toilet. It, and every critic said, it, even the, the New York Nazi Times said it stunk. You know, and <laughs> meanwhile, they, every, every chat show, there's Will Farrell, there's Ryan Reynolds, and some fat woman uh, um, who they don't play. They, they didn't let her talk much. And they're just uh, yapping about this uh, musical. And I, heard, uh, I, try, I listened to a song or two. They stink. The songs in Shakespeare's Shitstorm are much better. The lyrics in Shakespeare's Shitstorm are funnier, and the the the, the uh, music in Shakespeare's Shitstorm is based on uh, uh, serious music, and anybody with a plane would know that. So uh, uh, you know. Meanwhile, it's ABC, NBC, CBS for three hours. Yeah. That's all they do is advertise mainstream crap. Yeah.
3: Right. They're right,
2: programming right. us. That's what they're doing. They're trying to program us.
1: It's yeah. uh, distract us.
2: Distract us program. Yeah. Well, distraction and programming at the same time. Kind of go actually. hand in hand, yeah. yeah.
3: So, you all at Troma just started a streaming service, correct? Well, not
2: just started. No, just. It's start- been going. It's been going. But, Lloyd, I'll let you take over. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, it's, no, actually, uh, again, one of the, the secrets to Troma's uh, 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 long running history is uh, we have young people. And one of those young people was my daughter, Lizbeth, who uh, was working for a startup called VHX. She was an unpaid uh, intern. And uh, she said, hey, this looks pretty good. People are putting their music, uh, their movies and stuff up on these uh, streaming things. Why don't you check it out? Uh, So we did. This is like 15 years ago. And uh, we set up Droma Now. And uh, was very small, and we didn't have a lot there because we had most of our stuff on the Trauma Channel on YouTube. But then one day, YouTube decided, uh, after our channel had been up for about ten years, <coughs> and nobody complained that I know of, uh, they closed the channel. Uh, so, and and uh, they one day we woke up and there was no Trauma Channel on YouTube. Well, so huh. we. Uh, the- so the fans got very upset, and uh, then 48 hours later, YouTube uh, uh, did, winked, and they put the channel back up, but Michael Hers my partner, said, that's it, we're going to put everything on Troma Now, and a uh, good thing we did, because uh, Troma Now is growing and doing nicely, and thanks to you all, and uh, our subscribers love it, and uh, it's, uh, it's small, but it's growing, and uh, people love it. And a lot of our m- uh, movies uh, that are on Troma now uh, come from fans. Uh, we have a, a series called uh, uh, Ratso. <laughs> it's very funny. It's like uh, the stuff that Sesame wouldn't say. Sesame Street uh, uh, couldn't say. You know, <laughs> yes. they puppets. They <laughs> wanted to. It's a lot of fun. There's all sorts of treasures on Troma now. Just because the mainstream is too stupid to get it, you know.
3: Right, absolutely, and it's uh, free for the first month, and then it's four ninety nine a month after that. Correct?
1: Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, by the way, if you can't pay the four, first of all, if you want trauma to continue, try to pay the four ninety nine a month, and you can skip uh, a Prime or one of these other things. But uh, if you can't pay the four ninety nine a month, what you do is after your free month, you you create a new email <laughs> and get you join, and you get another free month. So uh, I'm okay with that too. If you can't afford it, you know, yeah. if you're if you're a millionaire and you do that, I think that's a little much. But if if you know, we have most of our fans are not rich, so I don't mind if they uh, if they have to do that. And uh, we want them to see the movies. And eventually, they grow up and they they become James Gunn and they run Warner Brothers, <laughs> right? You know, so that's it's, one it's a thing, good investment That's
2: one it's a thing good that I investment. love about you Lloyd Is that you're always there for the fans You're always there for the people And the viewers And the up and coming Filmmakers, the independent filmmakers Because Troma Now is not just Troma Films It's actually independent films From other filmmakers as well So yes, you're also Helping ent- like, right. like Grow that independent film Community which is such an Amazing thing when there's so many people who want to make films but can't do it Hollywood style and don't want to do it Hollywood style you know right. so I I commend mm-hmm. you tremendously for the efforts and things that you have done towards that man for sure
1: well it's a lot of fun too you know it's exciting to see stuff that's a uh, great talent and that's uh, you know that nobody sees and at least we offer an opportunity for more eyeballs and you can make a, a little money on Troma now but as Chroma now grows uh the filmmakers do better and better assuming people uh, look at their work you know that's the other problem they gotta uh, uh, you know people have to check out we uh, have got how we got a 50 years of trauma movies and then uh you know a few hundred uh independent films that we had nothing to do with so um you know it's a pretty it's a very interesting uh, 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 uh platform no i mean i really believe in it and uh you know it's uh fans are uh, you know it's growing it's not growing uh fast but it is indeed growing and nobody leads so uh Hell you yeah. know great uh, fans and thank you fans <laughs> and thank you lloyd uh i do have another
3: question for you is you mentioned this a minute ago in saying how the toxic avenger is getting a remake yes with uh, I, Hollywood's uh, been remaking films since film existed, so it's not, it's not yes. a new concept. No. So how how do you feel about your film being remade?
1: Uh, well, your point is well taken. Um, Macon Blair, the young uh, director who's, uh, uh, I think, had total freedom on The Toxic Avenger, uh, it's a reimagining. It's really it's Lloyd Kaufman's Toxic Avenger but now it's Macon Blair's Toxic Avenger. I can't talk about it because I had to sign this fucking NDA. Aww. But it's definite. it's that's a whole new thing too. Where did that come from? I worked on Rocky. I worked on Rocky. I right? I didn't sign an NDA Saturday Night Fever. I didn't sign an NDA. We we helped produce uh I was an associate producer on uh a movie with Kirk Douglas, Martin Sheen, uh, and a bunch of stars. The Final Countdown. Uh, uh, no NDA. But now suddenly, it's so the business is so disgusting that nobody can trust each other, even the <laughs> even the people whose movie they're remaking. <laughs> uh, and these are the best people. These are lovely lo- making players It's not his thing. He's the director, and he's he's very young. But it's it's legendary. They've apparently been so. Uh, uh fucked by people that they had to have all of us sign NDAs so uh, but I can tell you that uh, Macon has done a, 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 a totally you won't believe it when you see it let's put it that way it's totally different from anything that would come out of Lloyd Kaufman's head but it does have one foot in uh Tromaville and the uh, uh, subversive part I mean I I believe that the uh, smart uh, people and the people in the mainstream who might want to have an adventure—I think they're going to love it, but I, I can't really describe it very much. Understandable.
2: Well, that's that's pretty exciting, though.
1: Right. Oh my God! Yeah. Sure, I hope I live. I hope I live. I hope I make it
2: long oh. enough.
1: So I'll be sitting be the next theater. to you at
2: the premiere, Lloyd.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and
3: believe me, she's a date you want to take to the premiere.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think that the strategy is Warner's uh, and Legendary put it in festivals, and I believe they're gonna uh, uh, again. That's just only what little we know. Uh, they're gonna put it out uh, in uh, toward the end of uh, the fall of '23. Okay. Okay. And hopefully mm-hmm. by then people come back to movie theaters.
3: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, you've been kind of quiet over there.
1: Are you okay?
2: Oh, yeah, we, I'm sorry, yeah,
0: uh, Jason, I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> I just didn't want to break up the flow by trying to get a word in, uh, because was going so well, so I've just, I've been listening, but, hey, isn't that, um, Toxic Avenger, uh, remake or reboot, whatever you want to call it, uh, isn't, uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, Toxie in that? Yes.
1: Yes, he is. That's, that's Yeah, I think he'll be pretty
0: good, I think, I think he'll be pretty good in makeup for the part, because also, you know, obviously he's got the, he's got the, uh, the shortness thing going on so i think they can throw a whole nother dynamic on instead of the toxic venture being this huge monster just this little short guy i think i think it could be pretty cool yeah
1: i think jason i hit it i think you hit it on the button it shows the courage of making blair and legendary i never would have thought of that i thought of you know that Toxy becomes trans somehow or a fat Toxy or (laughs) i never but peter dinklage is such a wonderful actor uh, that's great. Uh, the fact that they had the courage to to total, that's why I say it's it's really uh a, a movie and legendary's uh, Toxie. and a new Toxie. Well, it's, if they're I, gonna I do a fat Toxie, be,
3: put me in. Put me in for the role. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You know, again, I've seen him I could, with a mop, could, he's
2: pretty good. Oh.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. i do have another uh movie pitch for another trauma movie uh based on something you said earlier what would you think about a movie where uh paul pelosi is hammered in the head and he gets amnesia and then he goes the he then he goes to uh capitol hill and starts murdering like all the shitty senators and congress people and i want to nominate our ex-congressman madison Cawthorn as the first and most brutally killed victim in the movie
1: First head crushing. Uh, yeah, and you can have that
0: we, for free. You don't I don't need a credit or anything, but I think that's a really good idea.
1: How would you uh, dispose of this guy who I've never heard of? Would well, he's in a house? wheelchair, but he's a real piece of shit. So I would say probably name? take
0: the wheelchair spokes out and just jab them through his eyes and orifices <laughs> and, and then roll him down the steps of the Lincoln Memorial.
1: What's his name again?
0: Uh, Madison Cawthorn.
1: Oh, uh-huh. and what state? Sorry. North Carolina. Oh, my wife's state. Uh, oh, look well, him up. He's a he's a he's a he's a shithead
0: man. He's he's a he's a parrot who just uh repeats shit and that he doesn't know nothing about, uh the whole MAGA thing and everything. Um uh, but yeah, he's a he's a piece of garbage, man. He got he got beat pretty handily on the uh primary, so he's not running again this year. Or didn't run again this year, but um Well yeah, he's he needs a good too- candidate to die gruesomely. I
1: could have so. a lot of fun by intercutting. <laughs> uh, Eisenstein's, uh, Eisenstein's iconic film, Battleship Potemkin. It's a film student. When you go to film school, they show a little of it. It was a seminal movie in the silent days. But there's a very famous sequence. Very Oh, nice. A very famous sequence where Eisenstein blows his nose. No, no, where Eisenstein sneezes. No, where Eisenstein had a uh, baby carriage. Going down the Odessa steps During the Russian Revolution And you could intercut that With uh, this guy's wheelchair Going down the same steps And uh,
4: <laughs> Yes
1: <laughs> That kind of sounds
0: similar to the Untouchables When the baby carriage is going down the steps In the, in the uh, train station yeah, see,
1: Well that's yeah. clearly That's, a, that's that's a fromage to Eisenstein. And my brother's movie, uh, When Nature Calls, which if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Troma now. It's hilarious. My brother made Mother's Day, which is a, a masterpiece. So fucking but, good.
5: Yes. Wow.
1: But When Nature Calls is very, very funny. It's uh, like, uh, it's what uh, 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 a Grindhouse by uh, Rodriguez and uh, Quentin were trying to do for 60 million bucks. But my brother did it. Uh, uh, for about four hundred thousand, uh, he made a 60 mil- a sixty thousand dollar movie. You know, grindhouse movies were not sixty million dollars like Quentin and uh, the other guy. Right. But yeah. my brother did a Nature Calls, which was what they were trying to do. But uh, when you're spending sixty million dollars, uh, you know, you're dressing up for Halloween. And I both of those guys are big influences on my work, but that particular thing I don't think worked but if you could see when when nature calls, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's wonderful, it's great and it's just what you It's just what you were talking about,
3: yeah, interesting, so you've made movies for fifty years now,
1: and at least. Uh, <coughs> at, 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 did you say at least at <laughs> more but the trauma's moving into fifty,
3: yes, trauma's moving into fifty years, so been around longer you've been you know had you know a, a, a multitude of different yeah. budgets on films so how do you maintain you know keeping keeping your art going
1: well um there, there are two areas one hashtag shakespeare shitstorm uh in ni- in 2000 we shot it at, uh, i think we finished in 2020 uh, and we made the movie for about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which was the exact budget uh, for which we made Toxic Avenger in 1983. So uh, if you take inflation from 83, 93, 103, 113, I mean, my God, uh, 50 years, you know, almost 40 years later, uh, uh uh, you know, it's like we made a, we made hashtag Shakespeare Shitstone for twenty percent of Toxic Avenger, right? And the reason for that is the fans, because many of our fans have now become very talented uh, 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 directors of photography and and actors and and uh, production managers and all that kind of stuff, and they want an opportunity. Uh, So they uh, are taking over hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. And uh, it was the best cast and crew uh, we've ever had and the best script we've ever had. And you can ask my wife, uh, the commissioner, uh, if if, if she'll tell you that's true. Uh, She'll also tell you that I fucked it up, that I put too much disgusting, controversial uh, stuff that's uh, going to offend everybody. And I think she got that part right. No, I I thought it was brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> well, again, you are in the elite. you're you know <laughs> 40 years from now you'll be uh, 50 years old or whatever and oh, you'll great. see the yeah. Museum of Modern, you'll see the Museum of Modern Art making a big stink about it, Hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. Actually, there's a Broadway show now a uh, musical that's about to open called and Juliet," which is apparently from Juliet's point of view. So I'm I'm hoping you know being an eternal optimist I'm hoping that maybe uh, some of the critics will say uh, hey uh, you know they're the latest uh, following uh, trauma's uh, and James Gunn's and Juliet* you know that maybe it'll help us get a little bit of uh, how do you say it gas Different. oh gas yeah
2: that's awesome uh, I just <laughs> I want to interject real quick because you know we're we're on the metal forge and this is a a metal um, podcast so. I just wanted to touch on the fact that you and Lemmy Kilmister were very good friends, and he appears on not only your soundtracks but in some of your films. So, can we just touch on your relationship with Lemmy? That would be really yeah. awesome if you want. If you yeah. want to talk about Lemmy a little bit,
1: yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure. He he, uh, he and I were like. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, not of lo- uh, kind of. Uh, yin and Yang, right? And I was on this bourgeois uh, Yale guy, uh, uh, totally ignorant of his world and his culture, other than enjoying it. And uh, and he took a liking to me. Even I mean, he took a liking to our movies first, and then he he uh, uh, dropped by our offices because we had a guy in L.A. who worked for us, who uh, uh, brought, uh, somehow brought him there. And uh we uh, a long time ago and then uh, he was uh, we gave him the biggest uh, the most uh, uh, dialogue in Romeo and Juliet none of which you well a lot of which you cannot understand <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's very high old
2: <laughs> that's <limit.
5: laughs>
1: yeah but he... later on. Later on, uh, we would give him subtitles, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, but he was a sweet guy. I, I really missed him. Uh, and, uh, he died around my 70th birthday, I think. And I, I we were in uh, a family, we were on a family trip in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, uh it really hit me hard. I, 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 you know, I, I really got sad and, uh, we did actually, we, we made a little tribute to Lemmy and, uh that you can see, I think it's on Troma now. If not, it's on the Trauma channel on YouTube, which is mainly short pieces and uh, political points of view that uh, don't go on Trauma now. But uh, he was a very nice guy. We'd go out, he didn't drive, and I drove him a few times. And uh, he, he was just a, a nice, uh, you know, he was perfect, you know, well-educated, well-spoken, uh, a, a good guy. And I met his son uh, twice. Uh, at uh he, he hung out at the uh, the rainbow which is a landmark uh, bar in uh oh yeah in uh, los angeles and uh, hollywood and uh that was his uh kind of his home i think uh, other than his uh, where he lived and uh his son was there a couple of times absolutely <laughs> totally nice guy you would never know he was lemmy's son he was uh, you know very polite very well-spoken deferential uh had uh, clearly uh, well and Lenny was very well educated I don't think he wanted you to know that but uh, he knew a lot of history war history and uh, you know he was he was. Uh, and and I think he appreciated the fact that uh, uh, he, you know I, I, I didn't uh, know much about the uh, metal world or the punk world or, uh, he just he and uh, his guitarist uh, they uh, I think they just liked the fact that they didn't care when anybody's Yeah, in fact, the first time I met Pete from uh, the guitarist, he said, "You don't care about uh, you. You don't give a fuck about anybody." (laughs) And I corrected him, (laughs) "Oh, that's not true. Uh, I give a fuck about my wife and my family, and uh, you and uh, friends, and uh, you know. But I don't uh, uh, give a fuck about you know what you guys admire. You're right, (laughs) but I do." I, I, I'm a, uh, and I love, uh, obviously I'm a narcissist because I can't stop talking about myself. But the truth is I'm a, a lucky bourgeois white dirty Jew who uh, luckily had <laughs> parents who could send them to Yale and get an education. And uh, instead of uh, becoming a hedge fund or becoming, George Bush uh, was in my class, uh, George Bush, uh, D- a W please, not H, uh, W. <laughs> a lot of people ask me which Bush. And, and uh, uh, you know, I could have gone that way maybe, but uh, I chose, uh, with, thanks to our good friend LSD, I chose the road taken. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big deal in my group. You know, a big and very influential one. But you mustn't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's, I have uh, no
2: fucking idea what you're talking about. I mean, I'm just clueless. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: Not at all. <laughs> it reminds you anyway, of something. Uh, 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 Definitely LSD helped me uh, make my choice of, uh, of staying in New York and being uh, in the underground or I uh, had a job offer in uh, Los Angeles. <coughs> a Barbra Streisand movie. <laughs> I could have been uh, cleaning toilets on that no. for the So now I'm picturing one. you and uh,
2: Barbra Streisand and that's just kind of making me feel a little weird
1: right (laughs) what's making what say that again
2: you and barbara say it makes me feel weird
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) you know it's funny
3: that you brought up our 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 good friend lsd because i was talking with my day job boss the other day and i and i asked him something i was like do you remember this and he's like no i said wait till your next flashback then you will
1: (laughs) he's just like what the fuck yes your next uh, your next Iron Maiden flashback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, I don't have a lot. I've got to go, I think, uh, in a, a little bit. Uh, can we do another chapter of this? Or uh, Oh, of course. Uh, of
2: course, if you want. This will be
3: a good to be continued.
2: Can we do one? Yeah, sure. Sure. This is great. I'm having quick, a though, great
1: time. Louis? It's just, I've got uh, people I'm supposed to meet.
2: <laughs> no problem. Can so, we do one thing real quick? Mark usually sure. does like a question. Like a roundabout sure. question at the end of every interview. Can we just do one question with you real quick?
1: No, you can uh, go longer. I just, uh, you know, we ought to taper off. That's yeah. All. So okay. do, do what you normally do and I'll try to be intelligent.
3: Definitely. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's ask you some general uh, questions here.
2: And he's like got this deck of cards, by the way. And he's and kind I'm of gonna drawing let... random like questions. So it's random.
3: If you swapped genders for a day, how would you spend
1: it? Whoa, uh, uh, well, uh, what age
3: uh, any, any age was,
1: you like, Lloyd? It, it, if I was young true. I'd if I was young, I'd certainly uh, hook up with some uh, carpet munchers, but uh, <laughs> as an old woman, I think I'd probably want someone to kill me. Right? Don't you think? Well, I mean. Yeah.
3: I don't know. There's some there's some milfs out there that are pretty pretty hot.
1: That's not old, buddy. I'm talking about uh, old and oh, like, are...
3: like if you're saying that if you were your current age, but just as a woman, you you would yes, rather somebody kill you. Wanna, I don't think
1: I'd want to. I don't think I'd want to be around. Uh, but uh, as a young, a very young woman. Well, as hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. If you haven't seen it, uh, I don't want to be a spoiler, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> You might be able to ascertain what I would be like if I was a trans old woman. <laughs> right, Athena? Yes. Yes, I know Athena? I'm
3: sitting here telling. She's Mark, miming um, to me. <laughs> she's like, he
2: does that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I literally know. miming it to Mark.
1: <laughs> but it's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a,
2: great. It's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
3: Athena, you're going to draw a card now.
2: Uh, all right, I drew a card. All right, Lloyd. The card I drew says. What gives you butterflies in your
1: stomach? What gives you what?
2: What gives you butterflies in your stomach?
1: A real gun. Whoa. A genuine gun. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. Uh, even a fake gun uh, when it's on the set. I I make uh, them, uh, uh, even though we have professional, you know, we don't save money on that part. But I look through the fucking barrel even if it's fake or blanks or plastic or water pistol, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't fuck around with that. And it gives just the idea of it. Uh, but just, uh, yeah, I get, definitely get Butterflies. That? By the way, speak, speaking of Butterflies, uh, there's a series on Netflix. It's French. It's called Black Butterflies. Uh, it's it's not funny at all. It's uh, very uh, dark. But uh, it's pretty engaging. But it's in French. Uh, they have a, a good dubbing job. Since I speak French, I I, uh, listen to it in French, but I still needed the subtitles. uh, I learned French 50 years ago, 70, 60 some odd years ago, and the the patois is quite different. Yeah, uh, you blew uh, me away
2: at that interview, actually. You just started speaking French out of nowhere to that guy, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Lloyd speaks fucking fluent French.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the bourgeois, you know, bougie. That's the bougie. <laughs> I that's also awesome. majored I majored in Chinese studies, and I would be I would be making movies in China, except that they have gone a bad direction. I can't uh, I've stopped going there because of uh, this uh, racist, sexist uh, dictator who's running the place now. You know, right. genocide. Uh, it's, there's no way I'll go there. You know. Yeah.
3: Hey, Jason, do you have it's a question a you want it's to a
0: ask? A Yeah, I do actually. What's what franchise? If you could, if you could kill one off permanently, what franchise would it be going right now?
1: Oh, that's well. uh franchise. I mean, like Walmart. Let's just stick. Let's just stick to the film since you're in the film world. My lucky, I even Seven Eleven, a Dollar General. That's my speed. Uh, Oh, uh, that's not. uh, well, Deadpool was great, and those guys love trauma. Uh, they talk about trauma. And when you look at Deadpool, you can see that it's, uh, you know, he talks to the camera, and it's very trauma. You know, it's uh, funny and dark and uh, not as violent, but it's uh, uh, so. Uh, I, uh, but um, I'm trying to think. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, haven't seen the third one, but the first two were incredible. They were great. You were in the first one, weren't you? The cameo. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I thought third so. one too. I got killed in the first one. Oh no! <laughs> so I be in the second one, but I am in the third one. I can't say anymore. Yeah, it's
3: another one of those
1: but fucking non-disclosure it's, agreements. It's a, it's, it's a, a franchise that that James Gunn created out of nothing. Nobody ever heard. At least I never heard of it. Right. You know, suddenly here it is, the biggest thing in the world, and now he's running. He's running uh, uh, Warner Brothers. Basically, DC uh, movies. Uh, good for him. It won't be. Uh, hopefully, he won't make. Uh, uh, if there is another Man of Steel, it's going to be good. James Gunn wouldn't permit it to be bad. Right.
3: Yeah, I. I don't think he would, honestly. Uh,
1: uh, so uh, you know, for me, I. I don't know much about uh, the franchises. Uh, you know, I know about the three. I love the three Stooges. Uh, and I love uh, Laurel and Hardy, and uh, that's kind of a franchise, and and uh, you know that stuff. But I, you know, I'm not I'm old, so uh, I haven't seen uh, 52 Batman versions. So. What
0: was your What was your opinion on that Three Stooges movie they put out like 10 years ago?
1: I I thought it was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I know, uh, yeah, I thought it was very very good. It was uh, unique and. And uh, you know it was original. I thought it was it wasn't just the obvious. Uh, and, and again, I I wouldn't mind seeing it again because I really enjoyed it. Thanks for bringing it up. What do you think? Problem. problem? Did you like it?
0: I actually yeah, it was, saw it. it. It's hard to, it's hard to beat the original, but it was it was a, it was a good attempt. I I didn't hate it. Like it didn't make me mad. But um, nothing no, hard nothing to tops hit. the shorts though in the forties.
1: So it's very for hard to do something like that because uh, you know they were just clowns you know they weren't they didn't have the deepness of Chaplin you know I mean Chaplin just uh, covered so much territory uh, hilarity politics uh, romance uh, and philosophy I mean you know Keaton also uh, you know these guys were iconoclasts and they got into trouble Yeah. so uh, you know the when you're in trouble you're making waves and Mm -hmm.
2: making waves is not a bad thing say that again i said but when you get in trouble that means you're making waves and making waves is not necessarily a bad thing
1: oh yeah no it's yeah. A, a absolutely you're right uh, Chaplin, he was he was rewarded for his genius of becoming an american citizen by being kicked out of the country and blacklisted and put up in in congress and uh it he, he was treated like shit and uh, and keaton was ruined by mgm he was uh after the uh, general, they never let him uh, alone, and they fucked up his whole career. And he, uh, it's, it, he's not the, he's not alone. A lot of these geniuses were, uh, you know, the suits brought them down, like Gulliver's Travels, like the Lilliputians who brought down uh, the Gulliver. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. Or like the cat's meow. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I the, yeah. The I didn't get the. Do... Yeah. No, talking. To... I'm not gonna go into it. You don't have a whole lot of time, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, what are, get, rings a bell, but what are you talking about?
2: We're talking about the whole scandal with him on the boat and like the murder and all that.
1: Wait a minute, you're breaking up. Say that again.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm talking about the whole scan like the Cats Meow, it's a movie about the whole scandal with him like <clears throat> on the boat and there was like the whole murder rap and everything, but nobody ever Actually, got a, like accused of it. There was always hearsay about who did it, but
1: which it, uh, the murder? Which murder are we talking about? Is this uh, William Randolph Hearst? Yes, something?
2: yes, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yes, the Cat's Yeah, right. Meow. It's Good. a movie based on the murder. Yeah, the murder of the on the oh. Hearst boat. Yeah, oh, which Keaton seen? was privy to. He was there.
1: Oh! Oh! Wow! No. I haven't heard that, but I have, I do listen to a a podcast called You Must Remember This that talked about Hurst and the boat and who was on it, and uh, uh, I can't remember exactly who died or what happened, but it sounds like uh, uh, it got covered up pretty well. Yep,
2: Uh, it was all, that was the thing, it was all covered up, and that's kind of what the movie was all about, was like the cover up of it, and and all that.
1: Who who did that? yeah. Whom do they suggest uh, was a, a, a villain in kind the of thing? Who, who killed the girl, or whatever happened? I I well, can't remember.
2: Well, it was actually um, I'm a little buzzed because I've been drinking bourbon, but um, <laughs> and smoking my naughty stick. But um, <laughs> I can't remember dude's name right now. But he ended up killing what he what ended up being the lover of like the woman that he was in love with and so oh yes
1: yeah, yeah right
2: yeah right and he was like yeah, was yeah famous passion. huh Action, yes yes yeah. that's it oh. thank you that's it i couldn't think of it yeah that's right, right. it you know exactly right, what i'm talking right. about yeah that's yeah, the reference i, I was making
1: <laughs> yeah, i haven't seen that movie i'll catch it that sounds great yeah uh, you by you the should. way it of course, me out. you know yeah a uh, 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 Fatty Arbuckle, who could have been up there with Keaton and Chaplin, who was brilliant, that fat guy, who was hilarious and a wonderful athlete. And they, they they ruined his career. He didn't, you know, they claimed that he shoved a, a, a bottle up somebody's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, pussy. But uh, the, the truth is that he didn't do it. He was acquitted three times. But they took, they ruined his career. He, he was finished. Yep. And he was, I've seen his films. They yep. were wonderful, and that, and lovely, that's what and hope, funny, and
2: that's what happened. You know.
1: so. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. thanks to you guys, Uncle Lloyd is Uncle Lloyd is still here and uh, full of beans. So uh, I better yeah. jump off. I've got to meet these people in like two minutes, So uh, It's nearby. Yes, sir. Oh, so, thank we'll, you uh,
2: so much for your time, Lloyd. Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, Athena and, and uh, uh, bro, I can't remember your names. Uh, Mark anyways, and Jason. Yes, uh, Jason and Mark, thank you so much. And uh, greetings from Tromerville. This is Lloyd Kaufman, Uncle Lloydy, uh, coming to you f- direct from uh, Forge Metal. And uh, all I can say is uh, support all kinds of metal, including Metal Fuck. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, I listened to Forge Metal uh, uh, for 200 episodes, and they're great. The 200th episodes uh, would be the only one to skip. Alrighty, talk to you soon. Direct from Tromaville, the Toxic Avenger loves you and loves uh, Forge Metal, and we would love Metal Forge, too. Uh, thank you so much from Tromaville. Hi. Lloyd, Hi. thank you so thank much. You. Now, you made it fun. You all made it fun, and let's uh, keep going. Uh, if you want to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry I have to go. That's, uh, no, 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 you're totally good, your Lloyd.
2: Enjoy evening. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Well, good night, and thank you, and uh, I love you, Athena. I I love you, Jason. Uh, Thank you, Mark. uh, And uh, 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 who's the other guy? Uh, Mark. Mark, 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 I love you the most. Oh, thank you, Lloyd. I love you too, buddy. (laughs) Tromark, Tromark. That's right, Tromark. Tromark.
3: Tro-Jason? Tro-Athena?
1: No, Tro-Mathena.
3: Tro-Mathena. So we're going to leave the Metal Forge here today with a new song by one of my favorite Louisville bands, Rifle. They did this little number for me for the 200th episode. This is Metal Forge.
5: Metal Forge.
3: Let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code Metal Forge to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground from the graves of all those unholy and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this
0: soul grinder
5: zine
3: an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground available in both print and digital formats they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today not only do they do the zine but they also do compilation cds check them out at facebook.com/soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. BigCartel.com Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of The Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show, uh, I talk about modern and classic pro-wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro-wrestling! It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter.
5: Oh, yeah, you that
3: we have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird.
5: Weird answers. Have you ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pento? No? You ain't no man? Weird
3: questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit? Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither
0: one because they stopped beating their wives.
3: (laughs) And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people but we don't love all people. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metal Head for just $5 a month. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com slash metalforge
5: radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.